Oh, hello. Welcome to this week's new episode of Nobody Asked. I'm Kyler Johnson, and on today's episode, we're going to be discussing Fortnite and professional gaming. Fortnite has taken the world by storm, and professional gaming continues to grow steadily. So here to help us make sense of everything is pro gamer and Twitch streamer Bryce Byman. Bryce, welcome to the show. How's it going, man? It's going pretty good today. I'm very curious, what made you ultimately decide to pause going to dental school and instead go with professional gaming? Yeah, I get asked that all the time, and uh, it wasn't an easy decision. Um, you know, I was, I've all, so after like my sophomore year of college, where I was, I was pre-med going into college, I was like, you know, I don't think med school's for me. Picked dentistry, was all in for like two years. I was, got accepted to dental school, was super happy, super excited, was ready to go. And June, June or July, of the last summer, so right before I was about to start dental school, a month or two beforehand, uh, I started to like climb the the global leaderboards for Fortnite on like the stat tracking websites, and I eventually like reached rank one. Um, Holy crap! June. Yeah, I, I reached it a couple times. But I reached rank one, and I was like, "Dang, dude! Like, I actually just like reached the number one rank in the world for Fortnite." Um, and like at the same time. They announced that they were going to be giving out $100 million in prize pools over the next like year and a half. And I was like, am I really about to just like give up all this and like never touch Fortnite again to go to dental school and like never give this a chance? So uh, after like a lot of thought and a lot of talking with my parents, my mom was a dental uh, hygienist actually. So I broke her heart a little bit. <laughs> but um, after a lot of like thinking it through, um, I decided, you know, Hey, I'm only going to have like one chance at this. So I might as well give it a shot. If it goes well, awesome. If it doesn't go well, that's fine. Cause I, you know, dentistry is something that I've always, uh, you know, I can, I, I can definitely see myself being a dentist. I want to be a dentist. It's something I think I'd enjoy. So I'm fortunate enough to have two awesome options to pursue. Um, unfortunately the Fortnite one, you can't pursue at any point in the future, you know, it's exactly. kind of like, this is a right now type of thing. So, so that, that's, that was the ultimate decision was I kind of just thought about it. And I was like, Hey, if I don't give this a shot now. I won't ever be able to give it a chance. So I might as well do it now while I'm young, while I can, and, uh, we'll see what happens with it. So that's where I'm at. While Fortnite is still popular. And you mentioned that your mother was a little heartbroken when you told her what, what was the reaction from your father and your friends when you told him this, were they like, you're absolutely crazy. What are you doing? Like, yeah, go for it. <laughs> so, uh, we'll start with, we'll start with my friends. Some of my friends actually, so I've been a big gamer all my life, ever since I was a little kid. I've got two older brothers. They love, they've always loved video games. I grew up playing video games with them. It was like a family bonding experience type of thing. Um, and so my brothers were always like, dude, they always knew how good I was at video games. They, they've always been super supportive of me. Um, a couple of my friends were like, yes, dude. Even before like considering like pushing back dental school, some of my buddies were like, dude, like you need to start streaming. You need to start like seriously like playing these games competitively. So I had some friends that like that knew me really well and were like, dude, you could like make something out of this. And I'll, I'll, then on like the other hand, a lot of my friends are just like, oh, so uh, you play fort or you play video games all day so some of my friends like don't quite get it which is fine i understand um but yeah so it's, it's about half and half some like are like super supportive and some are just like dude what are you doing man like <laughs> so it's cool but um my dad he is like my number one supporter it's so cool my dad and my oldest brother they will like so i stream fortnite on twitch 
and I will stream for like 40 hours a week, usually, sometimes more, um, rarely less. And I stream, usually I'll stream from like 6 p.m. until like 3 or 4 a.m. And yeah, so it's, it's usually like more into the evening, into the early morning. And my dad and my oldest brother, I kid you not, will watch for like 90% of every stream, every single stream. So they're like always like watching, watching my gameplay. Uh, like coaching me on like what they think I could do better, uh, trying to like find tournaments for me to compete in. So they're they're almost like my manager slash like biggest fan, biggest supporter. Biggest fans. That yeah. is awesome. They they keep you going. And so you mentioned you play or stream rather up to forty hours, if not more, per week. So this is a full time job, pretty much. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And streaming is full time, and competitively playing Fortnite is like. I don't know if there's anything above a full-time job, but if there was a title for something above a full-time job, this is like Fortnite's like a full-time job plus like double overtime every single week just to stay at like the top of the competition. So streaming's full-time, competitively gaming is way overtime. I've given, or I've tried rather to play Fortnite. I've, I suck at it. I'm going to be completely honest. I've I've tried so many times and I just I can't seem to get the hang of things. But if you throw me on a match like team death match on Call of Duty, I will grind and kick everybody's butt. Oh yeah. I'm very curious what makes Fortnite popular compared to other games right now. So, there were several factors I think that made Fortnite just explode like it did and become like the number one game in the world. First off, it joined along like the bandwagon of free games. So like League of Legends is an example of a super successful, super popular game that's free for anyone to play. Fortnite did the same thing. They released a game that right now, the, they, the Epic Games, the creators of Fortnite, were super smart about how they went about this. They made a free game that was a battle royale. Right now, battle royale games are like what's what every company is like trying to make. Uh, Call of Duty made a battle royale. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's PUBG. Um, there's been a bunch of smaller name battle royale. So they jumped on like what's hot right now. They made a free game of it. They made it cartoony. So like kids like 12 years old, 11 years old, like the younger population of gamers love Fortnite because that, that younger population is big into like the cartoony type looking games. So they tailored it towards a huge broad audience where really anyone at any age can play and enjoy Fortnite. So they, they hit absolutely everything right at the beginning to make this game just explode. They got all the big content creators on Twitch moving to play Fortnite. So for the past like year, Fortnite's been like at the top for po- uh, just popularity, how many people are watching on Twitch, everything. So there was multiple things that went into it and it's still staying really strong for how popular of a game it is. It continues to grow and I kind of want to build off what you were mentioning that many other games have started to copy Fortnite with the Battle Royale trend. There's Battlefield Firestorm now and there's Apex Legends and then Call of Duty Black Ops 4 Blackout Mode, which I've played. And it's just crazy to me that Fortnite is still, these games are trying to compete, they're trying to knock it off the top and they cannot do it. It's It has not happened yet. It, it's, I love and it. And <laughs> from... Uh... From a competitive or like professional Fortnite player's viewpoint, you think that we would be like upset with like competition in the scene, you know, you think that we would be unhappy with it. But all of us pro players, we love like when a game like Apex Legends comes out because the, the, the Epic Games really doesn't have any pressure on their shoulders. 
to do anything with Fortnite if there's no competition, right? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, what, like, what are you guys going to go play? You have Fortnite, like, you're stuck on Fortnite, right? So a game like uh, Apex Legends comes out and everyone loves it. Great game. And like, I, it was funny because like the two months leading up to Apex Legends coming out, Fortnite was in like not a very good place. Like it was kind of like getting very dull, very boring. They were adding a bunch of stuff to the game that all of us pro players were like, we don't want this in the game. And then Apex Legends comes out and everyone jumps on Apex Legends. And so like within like a span of like one to two weeks, Epic Games like made all these changes that like we had been asking for for months, just like on the spot. They're like, all right, dude, competition's here. We got to keep you guys here. All these updates. So we, we love the competition. We hope that there's more competition in the battle, battle royale genre. I think that's something that's definitely going to continue to evolve. Because like I said, Battlefield Firestorm just launched like last week or the week before that. I haven't played that. I'm not a big Battlefield person. Me neither. I didn't even uh, know that they were coming out with the Battle Royale. (laughs) So I'm really curious to see what's next. And also going back to what you're saying with Fortnite being free to play, many other companies are starting to do that. They're starting to create DLC updates with free content, like the Division 2 that just released uh, this last month. All the post-launch content is going to be free for people. So I, I'm happy that I'm a kind of a casual gamer. I'm happy that stuff's going free. That's awesome. So we're not spending loads of money on stuff. So I think exactly. Fortnite has started a very positive trend in that regard. How long do you think Fortnite's going to stay popular for? Do you think it's going to eventually die down or it's just kind of kind of become a staple, kind of like Call of Duty is? Everyone knows Call of Duty. Right. Uh, it, a lot of it. I'd say the large majority of it depends on what Epic Games does with Fortnite. So right now, they have a lot of players still playing Fortnite solely because of the prize pools that are coming up in the next couple of months. Between April and end of July, there's going to be... I'm pretty sure between April and the end of July, there's going to be $40 million in prize pools given out worldwide. So there's going to be 10 million for qualifying. Uh, so starting April 13th to 14th, somewhere around there, every weekend for 10 weekends, $1 million in prize pool is going to be given out worldwide. So uh, that could be anyone playing in Europe, North America, you can be in Australia, anywhere. You can get a slice of that $1 million. And the top players each week get a ticket to the World Cup, which is going to be hosted in New York in July. And that's a $30 million tournament. So with all this money being put in to prize pools, a lot of players that like, let's say, would be playing Apex Legends or would be playing League of Legends or Overwatch or anything, they feel like, why would I do that when I have a chance at winning X amount of money in Fortnite? So for the short term, they're gonna, the game's still going to be very, very popular just because of the prize pools. I think that they mentioned that they're also going to be giving out a good amount of prize pools after the World Cup for even more casual style of players. So for the up until the end of this year, I don't see Fortnite going anywhere. I see it staying very, very popular. Um, but after this year, it'll be interesting to see. I, don't, I can't imagine that they'll have $100 million in prize pools again for the upcoming year. Um, so the, what they have for prize pools for tournaments will largely affect how popular the game is. Um, what they do with just the content, they just recently uh, um, released a patch that basically no one liked. And so especially like the big cat, like 
content creators that are like more casual style players, not really the competitive pro players, like that have like 20,000, 30,000 viewers on Twitch. The people that just like want to play and have fun, uh, they're not super happy with the update. So if Epic like continues to release updates that like the big content creators don't like, I think that could definitely hurt the game. But long story short, in the short term to like medium term range, Fortnite's not going anywhere. Long term, it's all up to what Epic does with the game. I never knew there was that much money involved. I, I know Fortnite has made a lot of money, but I did not know there was that much money involved when it came to like the World Cup and stuff you were mentioning. Is that your goal to end up at the World Cup? Is that what you're working towards right now? Or Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah the, goal, the goal is World Cup. If you, anyone that qualifies for the World Cup is guaranteed $50,000 minimum. And actually just for qualifying, you'd get a couple grand as well. So qualifying for World Cup is big. It's huge. Uh, so the way that that works is, so I said that there's the 10 weeks leading up to it with $1 million in prize pools each weekend. Um, so let's, I play on the, there's the North America East servers and North America West servers. I play on the East servers. So let's say that they're doing a solo tournament one of the weekends. They will take the first place through sixth place solo players out of like everyone that plays on North NA East. I like the, the hundreds of thousands of people that play. They'll take the top six and then they get to go to the World Cup. And then they'll take like the top two from NA West because there's fewer players on NA West. They'll take the top two and qualify them for the World Cup. And they'll do that for the 10 weeks. So will that be 60, 60 players from NA East are going to qualify for the World Cup over those 10 weeks. So I just got, I hope that I'm going to be one of the 60. We'll one see. of the 60. That, yeah. that, wow. How many people do you think there's, there's probably an outrageous amount of people that are trying to go for that, that, oh yeah, wow. And it, season eight just launched, like, was it a month or so ago, somewhere around there? Or was it? Let's see. Season eight would have launched. Yeah. About three, three weeks to a month ago. Yeah. Okay. And that added a whole tropical piratey type thing. And I saw something in the news that. A lot of, and you were kind of mentioning on the mentioning this that they have reverted some of the changes that the real big streamers were complaining about in recent patches and stuff. And then I saw that they added like banana consum consumables and coconuts, and I kind of like that they do have that. They have the playful side. It's also very competitive, but then they add in the cool art styles and do all that weird, crazy stuff. Right. Yeah. And actually, like those, like that's that's funny that you said it because like. For you, you're like, oh man, it's just like bananas and coconuts. But for yeah. <laughs> me, I'm like, oh dude, that's guaranteed health every game. Like if I'm like in a situation where like I don't have full health and like I'm in that part of the map, like I know I can rotate to these places to get my health up. So yeah, it's, see, those are the type of updates that is good, that are good for the game, you know? For that like casual player like you, you're like, dude, this is cool, man. We got bananas now. Yeah. <laughs> we got coconuts. We got spicy hot peppers that make you run faster. Like, that's so cool. And I'm like, all right, dude, if I'm like a pinch and I need some health, I know where I can go get some. So it's good for both the casual players and the pro players. So the, the quirky little updates like that, those are the good ones. I know. I'm just over here. Oh, look, there's there's bananas I can eat now. And you're just like, <laughs> you're just like, okay. Yeah, I'm like analyzing. <laughs> okay, I need to know where all the bananas are at. Yeah. That's insane. Is, okay, Tilted Towers, That is that still, because I haven't, I really haven't played in a long time. Is that still the big go-to location or what are you seeing in trends where everyone just populates to at the start of matches? Tilted Towers is still, <laughs> it is the spot to go if you're looking to fight like 20 people right off the bat. It's that, it's still that spot. But it's, <clears throat> it's interesting. In competitive Fortnite, 
people will land all over the place. Like, it's it's almost crazy <clears throat> how people are able, how, how the map is as spread out as, as, as it is. Because you think like, oh, surely like five people are going to think, I'm okay, I'm going to land at Haunted Hills this game. But it's literally like, you get, it's the entire map is spread out. You'll have like two people tilted, two people here, two people here. Just the entire map is spread out. But like in a public match or just like a casual match, you'll have like 40 people land tilted oh, yeah. towers. And then nobody land at like all these different spots. So it's very different between the competitive matches and just like the fun public public matches. But yeah, tilted towers is definitely the busiest. So Polar Peak was added last season, season seven, at the start of it. And that's become a pretty busy spot, especially in competitive. Um, but but yeah, no, it's it's still tilted towers. I really like that Epic Games is constantly updating the map, adding stuff to make it fresh. It doesn't I feel like the game doesn't really get stale because they're constantly updating things. And that's one thing I've noticed with Call of Duty Blackout. They promised that this Call of Duty was going to be the most updated with content. And I bought the season pass or the Black Ops pass, and I've totally been bean boozled. It's been the it, total waste of money. Anyway, I really love that Epic Games is constantly updating stuff. What has been your favorite season thus far? Oh, man. <clears throat> so I started playing in season three. Okay. A lot of people started like season one, season two. So they've been there since like the very beginning. I started, I was a little bit late to the, to the Fortnite bus, but, um, oh man, I, I really enjoyed the early seasons, like season three, season four, cause the game was so simple at that point. You had like simple weapons. You didn't have like crazy mobility items, like the baller or anything. So I really liked the fact that the game was just so simple and almost more skill-based at that point, just cause there wasn't so much craziness in the game, but for, I don't know. I also really, really liked season seven just because they added Polar Peak and that's been my favorite spot to go to ever since. So I like season seven because they added my favorite spot on the map. But as for like playing the game, season three, season four, those are my favorites. Game was super simple, um, straightforward. Uh, yeah, so the I, I, I can't necessarily pick one because like, I'm torn. I'm like, I like the old way, but I also really like the new map and like Polar Peak. So that's kind of funny. You can be like, Oh, I remember the good old days, but I, you like where stuff's going right now. I have a friend who has spent hundreds of dollars on skins and just, we added it up one day and I, I was, whoa, I was, holy crap. That's a lot. How much do you spend when it comes to skins? Are, do you constantly buy all the new skins or do you like, ah, eh, this one's cool. I'll buy that. Um, I personally don't spend that much. I, uh, I've maybe put like, Fifty or sixty dollars in the Fortnite That's over like the year of playing it. Wow. Yeah, it's not bad because I don't know. I'm a very like I pick a skin and like I use. It. I don't know. I'm not like I'm just I'm not the type of person that is like oh dude I need to have every skin. Like I like so for me I like seeing the new skins when they come out and like seeing other people use them. I'm like oh that's a cool skin and like or like that's a cool emote or like ooh that's a cool glider. But I'm just like. After like a week, they kind of get stale anyways. And so, I don't know. I just, I, I'm not a big fan of like buying every single skin. See, I've only put like 50 to $60 in, but I, I have a lot of friends as well that just put so much money into Fortnite. And uh, 
really the only thing I have to, to say to that is just use code Twitch Flossin in the item shop. Hey, there you go. That is awesome. I'm also very curious what your go-to platform is to play Fortnite. Is it PC, Xbox, PlayStation? So right now I play on a PC with my Xbox controller. Okay. So I started off playing on Xbox and back in October, I went to TwitchCon out in San Jose, California, and I was like randomly selected to compete in this Fortnite tournament out there. And I like got a partner up with Valkyrie. Um, she's like a super big um, streamer. She has a like YouTube, Instagram, all that stuff. So they were super cool to like play alongside her. And I sat just like right next. I was in between Valkyrie and Dr. Lupo. I don't know if you know who Dr. Lupo no. is. <laughs> Dr. Lupo is from Omaha, actually. And he is like a huge streamer as well. Um, so I, I was sitting between like Dr. Lupo from Omaha and Valkyrie. So it was super cool. But like that tournament, I realized I was like, that was the first time I played on a PC with my controller. <clears throat> Before that, it was all on Xbox. And I was like, I need to get a PC to play on. Um, so... After that, after the stream invitational in October, I got myself a PC, um, just like a simple like gaming laptop that I started to play on and that I, I would also stream off of. So um, I streamed and gamed off of the same Alienware laptop. And then eventually, uh, a couple months ago, um, my oldest brother, who as was mentioned, was like my biggest supporter, uh, he helped me build a custom PC. So now I play off of that PC with my Xbox controller, and uh, I'm one of the very few pros that use a controller. Most of the professional Fortnite players use keyboard and mouse, but um, I've always been most comfortable with controller. I've never, I didn't want to take the couple months to really learn how to use keyboard and mouse, um, and like lose those couple months of competing. So I'm just stuck with controller. I'm at a disadvantage with it, but. It's okay. I, I like being known uh, for being a controller player. You're the controller guy. When you go to, if when you make it to the World Cup, or just when you make it to the World right, Cup, right. can you use a controller there, or do you have to do keyboard and mouse? You can use a controller. I have, so I've competed in at the Stream Invitational, which was in uh, San Jose at TwitchCon, and then I competed in the Winter Royale, which was that one I could play from home, but it was. Basically, the top 200 players out of 9.2 million players that competed. So 9.2 million players competed, and I placed in the top 200. And so I got to play in that. That was like a big Fortnite tournament hosted by Epic Games where I got to use my controller. And then actually, in February, I was out in Los Angeles, California, competing in the Secret Skirmish, which was hosted by Epic Games. And I was one of five people that showed up with the controller in hand. I didn't even get to use the controller I brought. They made me use a new one. But um, so yeah, I, they, they let you use the controller, but they make you use a new one, which is fine. But yeah. That way it's, cause you can mod controllers and stuff. So is that what I think you can? I've never looked into it. I promise I haven't, but <laughs> I don't know. See, the thing that I don't like is new controllers. The buttons are super sticky. It's like, so just something about having like a broken in controller, just like warmed up controller is uh is very nice to use but it's a little I more fluid too. using a broken in controller that's for sure i I, oh, yeah. I can get on board with that in two years from now where would you like to see yourself do you think you're gonna i know it's gonna depend on how things evolve over the course of the next couple months but say you make it to the world cup 
and everything. Where would you like to see yourself in two years? Okay, if, if I when I make it to the World yes. Cup. No, we got it. For this, we have to say it. Because if I make it to the World Cup, uh, there's a very good chance that I would get signed to a very good organization like FaZe or TSM or just any any of the really top tier organizations. Um, just because that's if they if I qualify guaranteed fifty thousand dollars and they sign me, they're gonna get a slice of that fifty thousand. So I can see any pretty much anyone that's not on an org that qualifies for World Cup will likely get put on an org. So if I qualify for World Cup, got put on an org, made a good amount of money at the World Cup, that would definitely be a big step in the gaming career. Um, and so in I, I've loved the past year. It's been it's been so cool to be able to, you know, pursue my passion, have fun with it, succeed in it decently well so far. Um, the people that I've met through it from all over the world is so cool. Um, I got fans from Norway that watch my stream every That's day. That's awesome. Um, my got buddies from Colorado, North Carolina, California, um, couple from Brazil. Like it's crazy. It's cool how many people I've met. So if if I could just keep like growing as a content creator, as a streamer, as a pro gamer, um, I think it'd be so cool to be two years from now to be like a very well-known, very successful streamer and pro gamer, just like, you know, Ninja, Shroud, um, Nick Merckx, just a lot of those top name guys are. I think if, ideally, if I could pick, that's the way I'd want to go. Um, but at the same time, if I don't qualify for the World Cup, um, two years from now, I could very well see myself in dental school, uh, working my butt off. Um, but four years after, or after the four years of dental school, um, I'd be, you know, doing a job I love, uh, having a good lifestyle, guaranteed, like good pay, uh, very secure lifestyle. So either way, but ideally, ideally, I, I just, I always think it'd be so cool to, to be able to influence like multiple thousands of people a day, just, just to be an influence in that many people's lives every single day it would be so cool. I, I love that. And that's one thing I do love about our generation is the way we can influence people with the use of social media, streaming on Twitch. It is, it's crazy. And one thing that I've, I noticed, I don't know, just growing up, finishing high school and stuff. I remember being a kid in elementary school and people, it was, everyone wanted to be famous. Everyone, you know, everyone wanted to be a star. But now as I get as I've gotten older, I've realized not everyone really wants to do that. A lot of people start focusing on what they want to do career-wise and stuff. But then there's people like yourself or people like me who want to get out there, kind of be an influencer, make make our voices heard and work with people. So I just think I think it's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. And with that, I think uh I think that there's people that want to be famous for the wrong reasons. Oh yeah. Um I I, I can already tell that you and I, and I, we, we want to be famous more for the influencing part where it, we just, I don't know, with your podcast, I can tell like, this is something to like do for the betterment of, of humankind. I guess that, that's a weird way to put it, but just like to be a positive influence in people's lives, to provide something for people to like listen to or watch that like is a, is a positive, enjoyable thing, you know, whereas I can see a lot of people uh, wanting to be famous just for just for the fame of it or just for the money and, yeah you know, which or, that's... or just just to have those connections with other famous people you know so uh yeah i think it would be yeah i definitely think it'd be so cool to be famous just to be able to have an impact 
on that many people's lives every single day. It would just be, it would, it would be so cool. That, that, that's the dream right now. That's what, we're, that's what we're working. You'll get there. You'll get there. I want to transition us into the advice of the day section. What would you say your biggest piece of advice is to people? My biggest piece of advice specifically related to where, like my story and where I'm at is put your, put education first. Like definitely put, put school first, put like your, your job first, whatever like major commitment you, you have, whether you're in college, whether you're in high school, whatever, put that first and start working on whatever you like to do as a hobby. Let's say you're in my shoes or, and you really love gaming. You want to be a streamer after school, whatever, fire up a stream for a couple hours as like, you're just playing video games like you normally would do, or, you know, just spend, spend two to three hours a day on that hobby and set goals with that hobby. Okay. Where, what, where do I want to be with this hobby a month from now? Uh, what, what growth do I want to see? How can I get to where I eventually want to be way down the road? Like week by week with goals, but definitely like prioritize education because it's so nice to be able to pursue something like I'm doing and know that I've already graduated with a degree in biochemistry with a good GPA, you know, because I, because I took the time to focus on school while also pursuing my hobby of gaming. So, you know, that came at a sacrifice of sleep to where when I was, you know, senior year biochem major, I wasn't sleeping a whole lot. I was spending like so much time, like studying for tests and writing papers for my biochem capstone. But at the same time, I was on a league of legends team practicing like eight hours a day. So time management is huge. Put what is most important and most like essential in your life first, and then spend whatever time you have left working on your passion, working on your hobbies. And if your hobby gets to a point to where it could potentially, you know, sustain you financially or whatever it might be, then you can start to pursue your hobby. But until then, just set goals and keep working on those hobbies. I think that is a good thing. And I really like that you mentioned how you now you have your degree in biochemistry. So that's kind of a safety net for you. If this doesn't pan out, you can always go back to that. And I think I, I wonder all the time because there are a lot of YouTubers or even streamers, they're popular now, but they skipped going to college. And so I'm like, okay, 10 years from now, you don't have a college degree. What if YouTube's not around? What's that going to look like for them? I'm, I've always, I think about that in the back of my head. I'm like, I think about that every day, dude. I'm like, oh my gosh, these people. I, and that's it. Well, I especially think about it because I'm like, okay, if I were to like pursue a career in like streaming or gaming or whatever, if I, if I became successful enough, it's like, what's, what's, yeah, it's the big question of like, it's the what if in the future. But yeah, I don't know. I think that the best, Honestly, the best thing for them to do is just keep focusing on the present, keep doing well, and then maybe cross that bridge when it comes. But I, I, I'm the same dude. I think about it. I'm like, man, these people, like some of them like barely even went to high school. Yes. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's, it's crazy, but. They're, they're doing good now. So they'll just have to see where the platform goes. And like you said, they'll have to cross that bridge when they get there. I want to switch us into our noteworthy news section. And the first article I found is from iCoolKid.com. Can't say I've ever uh, been on this website before. But they said that uh, a report from Goldman Sachs published is projecting the growth of e the esports industry. The industry as a whole was valued at around $655 million in 2017. 
And then by 2022, it's going to grow to almost 3 billion. Do you think competitive gaming is going to be like, not necessarily the new football, but kind of the new norm? Uh, yeah, I think that it already is becoming that. I don't have any specific numbers for you, but I know that I, okay, I don't know specifically. I don't have the numbers, but the amount of people that like watched the League of Legends World Championship and like Dota World Championships, like the numbers of people watching those championships are outnumbering like the Super Bowl. I believe, I'm almost positive that the amount of people that are watching like these these video game world championships, just like these one time a year events are way more than people would like normally think. And that's just the world championships. When you think of how many people are watching streamers on Twitch, Mixer, YouTube, Facebook, just daily, like uh, watching people play video games is like almost taking over television. It's like when I was a kid, I would like watch cartoons on like Nickelodeon. And nowadays kids will watch like Ninja on Twitch. So it's, it's already becoming like television almost to watch. And uh, I believe like, ESPN is covering like I'm pretty sure they've covered like Dota or League yeah, or something. Uh-huh. Um, when I saw so my senior year of college, I was the first person or I was the the first collegiate like esports team at UNL. I played League of Legends for the University of Nebraska, competing against all the teams in the Big Ten. And actually, just two nights ago, I was watching the University of Nebraska play Purdue. On the Big Ten Network, like on uh, on Twitch, the Big Ten Network was streaming Nebraska versus Purdue. So I was watching like a League of Legends match on the Big Ten Network. So 100%, I think as this becomes more of a social norm and as more people starts like accept the fact that like esports as, as, is as big as it is, um, the, the coverage of it will just continue to increase. And yeah, I could, I could definitely see... Um, you know how people will host Super Bowl parties. Um, five, ten years from now, more people will be hosting League of Legends World yeah. parties or whatever, whatever the hot game at that point might be. That was I went to Lollapalooza in Chicago this last summer, and Ninja was there, and they have the big screens at all the the big stages and stuff. He was playing Fortnite, streaming live from Lollapalooza, and. Everybody, I mean, everyone in Grant Park, or probably at least 98% of them, they knew who Ninja was, and everyone's eyes were glued to it. I was like, holy crap. That's kind of when I, it real like, it registered with me. I was like, wow, For, the Fortnite's this big, gaming is this big. That's crazy. Cause I feel it was always a stigma years ago that, oh, you play games, you're a nerd. And now I feel like as a society, we're definitely getting out of that. Oh, yeah. And I think a large part of that too comes from, just now you can make money playing video games, you know? Back like 10, 15 years ago, you couldn't stream on Twitch. And the, the big Twitch streamers make so much money just from streaming on Twitch, not alone from like tournaments and YouTube and whatever else, whatever whatever other platforms are on, just from streaming on Twitch. So yeah, it's uh it's it's largely just the amount of money that gamers are able to make now and content creators are able to make. So yeah, it's really cool to not have the and there's still kind of the stigma. Oh yeah. Of, you know, you're a nerd. <laughs> I'm a, if someone calls me a nerd, that's all good, dude. I'll, I'll proudly admit that I'm a nerd. But uh, yeah, no, it's really cool how how just like, and I think about like, just as often as I think about these people don't have an education, I also think about how cool is it 
that like we are living at a time where like this is a possibility anytime that i watch like a movie on netflix that's like dated back to like the 1800s or something i'm like we're so lucky to live when we do now to have all these like opportunities and all these luxuries available it's so cool so and i and it's also cool to me because i'm like i'm one of the people that's like able to like take advantage of like these luxuries and these opportunities so very cool. Very cool time to be alive. Th- that's for sure. I cannot argue with you on that. And uh, the other article is from PCGames.com. And they said that the Fortnite player count continues to rise. And in November, I believe, they hit the 200 million player milestone. And now they're closing in on that 250 million player milestone. Do you think – what's the cap? Do you know how many players that – like I'm, I'm curious. I'm very curious. Are there going to be like 500 million players? Do you think it's going to slow? So I can't imagine it like drastically spiking up again. Um, but I could see it. Yeah, slowly, slowly increasing. Um, they don't currently have any servers for like the Middle East. So if they increase like their server locations, um, they could, you know tap into larger populations right um so yeah if they let's say they put uh, a middle east server um that could definitely spike the player count by a decent amount but um i i could definitely just yeah see it slowly increasing as uh let's say someone's like eight years old now and uh their parents won't let them play fortnite until they're 12 right so four years from now they turn 12 happy birthday timmy today we're gonna get you fortnite right so i yeah, I, I think it'll slowly increase over time, but yeah, I, I can't imagine a huge spike to 500 million or anything like that. But it, I didn't even know that it was at 250 million. That's crazy. Th- that is that's that's a lot crazy. to think about. And uh, the article also mentioned that the amount of people that get on every day to play Fortnite, they would be the fifth largest country in the world. That I was like, holy crap! That how how many people is that? I want to say it's like 78 million. I want to say 78.3 million people logging in each month. They would be the fifth largest country. That's That's, insane. That is insane to me. And then the last article is from foreverfortnite.com. This might be a little biased, (laughs) (laughs) but it's the article says streamers are becoming worried that Fortnite is dying. And it talks about how Epic Games has gotten a lot of black backlash for introducing like the Stormwing airplane and the Infinity Blade and stuff along those. And most recently, the Boombox. I'm not aware of all these things. <laughs> but the, it also goes to mention that the viewership on Twitch keeps growing and growing and growing. So they don't believe Fortnite is dying. There's some things here and there, but Fortnite is not dying. So interesting enough, that article would have been written just before Apex Legends came out. Okay. Right. So it I, this is interesting because I, I think I remember reading articles like that. But now so there's been a couple months between that article and now. So it's funny that that they were like Fortnite is dying back then. Because if you were to compare how Fortnite was back then to compared to how it is now, you would have said Fortnite's already died. Um the viewer count on Twitch of For- Fortnite's no longer number one on Twitch. Usually, here, let me pull it up right now. We'll, we'll get the stats. We've got this. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get the live viewer count on Twitch. Let's see. I lied. Fortnite. We got Tifu's live, Ninja's live. Okay, it's a bad time to use this. 
But like last night, I pulled up Twitch, and I think Fortnite was number three or four down the list of most watched categories on Twitch. I think League of Legends, just chatting maybe, and maybe one other game were ahead of, of Fortnite. So Fortnite's no longer consistently at the top. Before, like back when that article was written a couple months ago, Fortnite was like always at the top and largely at the top. Um, but so the the Infinity Blade and the, the airplanes and the boombox, that was like, that was when people were like, okay, Fortnite, what are we doing here? <laughs> Why is this in the game? What are you doing? And then instead of like getting rid of planes and like quickly getting rid of the boombox, uh, <laughs> they just kept adding stuff. And so this is what I was talking about earlier where like Apex Legends came out and they're like, all right, <laughs> we'll listen to you now. So uh, compared to back then, uh, the, the big streamers are even more upset right now because they just released an update like a couple days ago to where the, just playing like a casual public match is, I don't want to go into like the crazy details because it's super complicated, <laughs> but they just made public matches much less enjoyable for everyone to play. So I, <laughs> I would love to see whoever wrote that article write an article right now because i'd like i'd be interested to hear what they would say but um it, it's it's definitely died off a bit but like i was saying earlier with the prize pools and everything fortnite's not gonna die fortnite's not just gonna vanish overnight yeah. right yeah it's not gonna disappear overnight um but yeah it's it's died off a little bit and like i was saying earlier it, it's all in the hands of epic what epic decides to do with their content updates um with with tournaments they 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 hold the the future of Fortnite in their hands. So it's whatever they want to do with it. Uh, us pro players and the big streamers, they can voice their opinions all they want, but at the end of the day, it's all up to Epic Games and what they decide to do. And many people, for one, will keep playing the game until, unless they do something absolutely stupid. So we'll, we'll have, like you said, it's in their hands. We'll have to see where they go with it. I think that's going to do it for today's episode. Bryce, thank you so much for coming on. It was a pleasure talking to you today. Yeah, this was so cool, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. And if you enjoyed this episode of Nobody Asked, go ahead and subscribe to be notified right when a new episode comes out. And you can also leave a review to let me know what you think. And finally, if you're looking for a way to get involved and help the podcast, head to patreon.com slash nobody asked podcast to sign up and unlock exclusive benefits. Until next week, see ya.